Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Happy Monday. We hope that you had an amazing weekend, and we're excited to jump into today's devotional, but I just want to give a couple quick little shout-outs. Number one, we posted our long-form episode on Saturday, and it was on sharing the gospel, all mm-hmm. the the do's and the don'ts and the fears and the good things and the power behind doing so. We just shared yeah. the stuff that's impacted us on that. And then the second thing is I just want to give a shout-out to this whole community. I was... I was just thinking about this verse, um, and they will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. And Tori and I have just been in, you know, involved in our Discord chat with our patrons. And I was thinking about uh, a certain Friends episode. You know, if you ever watch Friends, yeah. You, you, I was even thinking about the theme song, like "I'll be there for mm-hmm. you," and it just got me feeling so thankful because someone posted um, something about asking for prayer. Actually, people yeah. do all day. And to see people rally around each other yeah. and just say, hey, I'm here for you. It's powerful. And yeah, it's just so powerful. I just wanted to give a little shout out to that because it's just what really just warms our hearts yeah. to see God moving and making people feel loved and connected through this community. Yeah. So we thanks love for playing so your much. part in it. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in, baby. Yes. All right, y'all. So this, in the next couple of days, we're going to be in this study by Charles Stanley, and it is titled Waiting on God. And I feel like we've been talking about waiting on God a lot. And I think that it's just something that um, is really going to speak to your heart. So let's dive in. The first day says, the nevers of life. Never. It's the word that can stir the deepest fear in the bravest heart. I'll never find a job. This will never get better. I'll never get married. I'll never have the child I long for. He'll never come home to me. It's the lie that originates with our sinful nature, and it insists on putting a decisive end to all of our hope. Don't bother to dream. It whispers cruelly. You don't deserve it. Stop wishing for what can never be. And so we continue to drive the nails into the coffin of our deepest and dearest longings. The Lord will never answer my prayers. But this is the challenge of waiting on God. It's the ability to keep hoping when the nevers of life bombard us. When the minutes, hours, days, and years tick away without any answers to our most passionate pleas at the throne of grace. It's the faith to hang on to the Father on the long road when human reason tells us to give up. If the nevers of life are discouraging you, if you've waited for the Lord to fulfill His promises to you, if you wonder why God has allowed such lengthy delay in answering the deepest cries of your heart, if that's where you are, friend, then this is right. This is the right reading plan for you. If you look, you'll find meaning and hope in these times of waiting on the Lord to respond. Though you don't see him working, you can know for certain that he is because he guarantees that he acts on the behalf of the one who waits for him. Isaiah 64, 4. And not only that, but the father has an awesome plan for you. Purposes that are fantastic, perfectly suited for you, and that will give ultimate meaning to your life. However, God also has a very specific schedule, one that's often vastly different from what you'd expect, may have you wait far beyond what makes you comfortable, and most likely will make you feel that all earthly hope is gone so that you'll rely solely on him. 2 Corinthians 1, nine, 
And then Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Yeah, I feel like that's a verse we need to write on our hearts. Mm-hmm. In uh, Psalm 119, verses like 9, 10, and 11, it says, How is a young person to keep their way pure? Right. You know, and it, then it goes on to say, We need to store his word on our hearts. We need mm-hmm. to write it there to remember it that we yeah. may not sin against him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, after all, we're all waiting on something. Yeah. We, we all, whether we believe it or not, we are all waiting on something. If you don't know what you're waiting on, consider pausing this episode and thinking about it. Yeah. What is it that you're desiring the most right now? Because some of us are waiting on our purpose. Some of us are waiting on a spouse. Some of us, a job. Some of us want friends or new friends. And some of us are honestly even waiting for a break. Yeah. I know. Like I know sometimes Tori and I are waiting on a break, <laughs> but what's interesting is how we wait. And we've talked about this on, a, on another devotional, so mm-hmm. I don't want to go too, too deep on it, but is our belief in God and our reaction to waiting on God, revealing our trust in his faithfulness, or is our reaction to waiting on God showing that we don't believe that he has the best in mind for us? Because yeah. Whenever we read that scripture, it says the Lord is with us. It says, do not be afraid. And whenever we are worried, that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's like little micro fears being like reflected into our consciousness. I know it sounds super deep. I don't mean it that way. What I mean is, is like, what are we doing whenever we're worried? What we're saying is, is this means a lot to me, which is true. And I hope what I want to happen actually happens, but I'm fearful that it's not going to happen. Hmm. And the, the, the one thing that would actually make it happen, the one being God that would make this happen, I don't know if he's going to do it for me. Hmm. And that can be really hard for us. Yeah, Waiting on God is just brutal. And I'm not saying, you know, God does it to be brutal, but it really does expose something in our hearts. Yeah, It really does make us reflect like, wow, like if we're being totally honest, when we didn't get that thing that we really wanted, you know, how does it make us feel? Mm-hmm. Does it make us feel like God loves us or does it make us feel like God forgot about us? Does it make us feel like God is providing or does it make you feel like God is withholding? And I think it's normal to feel all those things. I think it's normal to feel left hung out dry, just wondering what the heck's going on. Why is everyone getting this thing that I want? But what about me? It's like walking downstairs Christmas morning, then everyone else has a gift, but you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. Um, something that I was actually talking to my mom about earlier was getting to that point when you're waiting on God, when you truly remember that without that thing, God is enough. And sometimes I really think that things don't happen because we first need to get to that realization of, are we idolizing this thing? You know, and I, personally want to be so secure in knowing that my relationship with Christ is enough. Jesus is enough. If I never get anything else, my entire life and everything just starts going terribly wrong, that what Jesus did on the cross is enough for me and everything else is an addition and it's a bonus and it's a blessing. But if none of that comes to fruition, I can still be content because 
I have Jesus and I would rather have Jesus than have everything, you know, on my wish list. Yeah. Before we pray out, you just kind of triggered a thought that I, and I was like, dang, this is deep. It was kind of like, you know, if, if God saw me as enough, Mm -hmm. if he saw me as someone worth dying for, why can't I see him Mm. as enough? And why can't I want to live for him and only him? Why do I live for all these extra things? It's like, oh yeah, I want Jesus and the spouse and the car and the house and the job and the vacations and the the comfort and all this stuff. Yeah, It's just Jesus and it should be only Jesus and it always should be Jesus. Yeah, it's really good. Want to pray on out, baby? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for just being you. God, we thank you for wanting a relationship with us. We thank you that you say that we are enough in you, God, that you truly love us, that you see us, that you've placed desires in our hearts, God, and you care, God. But more than that, you care that we don't idolize those desires, but that you are the only one on the throne of our hearts, God. God, we come to you today and We come to you in our raw and honest form, God. If we're upset, if we're sad, if we're disappointed, God, we know that you know our hearts, God. We know that when we don't have the words, you hear our hearts cry. Lord, you are good and you are Lord, God. And when our timelines don't match with your timeline, God, would you remind us that your ways are higher, that your thoughts are higher, that your plans and purposes are better. Lord, would we remember to look back at all the moments that you have shown your faithfulness in our lives? And would you bring us to our knees in worship, God, and just remember that if nothing ever comes to pass again, that Jesus is ultimately enough in everything else Everything else is just a compliment, God. And we thank you. We thank you that we get to pray to you, that we get to be in relationship with you, that we get to be honest with you, God, that we don't have to put on a front, that we don't have to pretend, God, we don't have to come up with fancy words, but we can come to you exactly how we are, God, and you bring us joy and you give us peace. God, you are our sustainer. You never leave us and you sure never forsake us. So God, we're going to open up the floor right now for our listeners to pray and Chad and I are going to be praying in agreement with them.
Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. We hope that you have a great start to your week, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Au revoir.